God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain sect. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank the Lord for how far he has brought us. I believe we are just at the beginning of these things. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke to me that lay down the logistics. See, do you know logistics? Logistics. Who knows logistics? What is logistics? Define logistics, Pastor Debbie. You did logistics in business school. You can explain. Okay, explain. Needed for something to be done. Okay. So if it's delivery, then the logistics are the machinery and the personnel that are needed to deliver, right? Logistics. Hallelujah. Logistics. Wow. And the Lord says that you should lay down the logistics. The logistics that are needed for us to receive. To be able to receive. Hallelujah. So we are laying down the logistics. The Lord wants you to learn how to receive grace. Hallelujah. I know that some of us, maybe we are even struggling how to make contact with the Lord, how to receive. Yes, the logistics are being prepared. Amen. And what you need is to follow carefully. You see, at times you think that we just want to say a lot of things, okay? But everything that is being presented is to help us come to the place where we can receive. You understand that? It's to help us come to that place. So the logistics are necessary. Without those logistics, we will not be able to receive. Amen. So the Lord wants us to learn how to receive because what he has on offer, it is not just that he wants to give to us. It is not just that he wants to help us. We must also be positioned in such a way that we can receive from him. So it's a two-way thing. Amen. And he wants us to learn how to receive, how to receive grace. You should be practicing how to receive grace. Amen. Because if you can receive grace, you are gone. Do you see? If you can receive grace, you are gone. 
The Bible says that by grace are ye saved, right? So it is through the divine supply that the Lord transforms your heart, right? And he says that it is through what? Faith, right? By grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is what? The gift of God. So it is a gift that God is giving to us. Amen. And we learn that when a gift is being given, then the next step is the logistics that are required for us to take delivery of the gift that God is giving to us. Amen. And what we need is faith. So this grace comes to us through faith. Amen. What we need is faith. And we know what that faith is, right? To come to that place where we receive truth. Amen. Truth in the spirit. And we learned that this truth in the spirit, its foundation is shalom. It is peace. That peace that signifies that we have been joined unto the Lord. Amen. So Romans chapter 5. Let's read the Romans 5 scripture. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore being justified by faith. Now, you know, when you mean justification by faith, you know what it means. How things can be misinterpreted. Now it says what? We have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this peace is what I took my time to explain yesterday. Amen. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Amen. Amen. By the Lord, we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. The divine help wherein we stand. Now, the next part is what I want you to look at. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Why? Because anyone that receives grace now stands to manifest the glory of God. Amen. Now, the glory is the manifestation of God in a person's life. That is glory. Amen. Or specifically the manifestation of the truth. So now the change you are looking for, the transformation you are looking for, the state that you seek to be in and the mode of operation that you are looking for, when you have attained that, it is called glory. So when God is manifestly declared in your life, it is called glory. It means that what God seeks to do in your life, when he's able to do it, that is a mark. That is the mark that God has been present in your life. When God is unable to do what he seeks to do, there is no mark that God is present in your life. Somebody wrote on his status that when what you are doing does not work, nobody will believe that you tried. Hallelujah. When it works, then they believe that you tried. 
but he was making the point that there's some trying that doesn't work. So there's some hard work that does not yield any results. But when it yields results, then people believe that you work hard. When it has not yielded results, people don't believe that you are working hard. Do you get it? So it is not every lack of success that is as a result of laziness. Sometimes the thing has not worked. You understand? Now, my point is that except God is manifestly declared in your situation in terms of the turnaround, in terms of the transformation, in terms of the change of your heart, that you become a new person, in terms of the effect that he seeks to bring into your body, into your mind, except God is able to bring these to pass, it is as though God does not exist. Amen. When God is able to bring these to pass, then his glory is revealed. Amen. When his glory is revealed, he is praised. So when we praise God, it is about the manifestation of his glory. So praise is a declaration of God. Yeah, born in Sambrani, right? Oh, you don't understand? Uh-huh. Now that is praise. The only thing that does that is not your mouth, even though you can do it with your mouth. It is when what he seeks to do is manifested in your life. That is when he is truly praised. Amen. So back to my point. When grace is given, it is for the sake of glory. And that's what Paul is saying here. That by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of what? The glory of God. So today I want to talk to us about grace and glory. Amen. Psalm 84 verse 10 to 12. Psalm 84 verse 10 to 12. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Hallelujah. For the Lord God is a sun. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's a sun and then what? A shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. He will not only give grace, he will give grace and glory. Amen. Because the grace is for glory. Amen. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. Amen. Blessed is that man. And that man is blessed because the Lord will give grace and glory. He will not only give grace, he will give grace and glory. Amen. So the reason why we go for the grace of God, the divine help, is because of the glory that this grace will present. Amen. It is because of the glory. It is because of the glory. It is because of the glory. 
And the Lord wants us to learn how to receive this grace so that we may become partakers of the glory. Paul spoke to the Romans. He says that I long to come unto you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that ye may be established. Hallelujah. That spiritual gift is spiritual charisma. And that is the grace that we are talking about. Amen. And Paul said that he wanted to come to them. Yesterday I explained to you how that grace is imparted to the people of God through the anointed vessel of God. Amen. And it is important then to have a good connection and an appreciation of the fact that this vessel is sent by God to you to help you. Do you get it? The Paul said that he wanted to impart unto them some spiritual gift. Amen. And the end of it is that they may be established. So this establishment, this grounding is the glory. Do you get it? It's the glory. Because then when God is manifesting the person's life, one of the signs is that the person is grounded in what it is that they say they believe. They are grounded in the spiritual life, not tossed about. They are strengthened in that life. And Paul said that he wanted to impart unto them some spiritual gift to the end that they may be established. Amen. So that grace, God wants us to learn how to receive it. Amen. Every effort must be put in to know how to receive grace from God. Because if you can receive grace from God, you are gone. You understand when I say you are gone? Echo. Because everything that we can become, Paul said that, what do we have that we did not receive? What do we have that we did not receive? So it means that if you can learn how to receive, you can't also have anything. At least from the Lord. You can't have anything. What do we have that we did not receive? So the grace that is needed for your life, you are going to have to receive it. Hallelujah. And because of that, you need to learn how to receive. We need to learn how to receive. Amen. Do you understand that? We need to learn. And it means that everything you are being taught about how to receive, you have to take it and apply it till it begins to work for you. You can't sit down and you know how to receive. Do you understand? Even learning, you need to learn how to learn. When you are in school, you need to learn how to learn. Actually, what separates students from students? is the fact that one student knows how to learn more than the other. You know that? Yeah. That's why when you have children, one of the things you have to teach your children very early is how to learn. If you can teach them how to learn, they will be fine. Hallelujah. Like, you have to teach your child how to learn when the teacher is teaching. Do you see? Because it's not just what the teacher is writing on the board. 
that the child learns. The child also learns all the vibes. So you follow the teacher closely. If you learn well, you even know what will come in the exams. The teacher will give it away. DC. The teacher will give it to God. The teacher is a human being. If you watch what will come, even if he tries to hide it, that's what you use to catch him. You guys, if you learn well, you pick a lot of things. So to learn is serious. Even like when you are reading a book, to learn from the book you are reading, it's not just because you are afraid. That's what you are being taught. That's how come I was telling the last time that Angie was reading a book and I was telling her that I'll learn more from the book. Right? You see, so the two of us can take a book and when we finish, we'll discuss what we learned from the book. Right? And then you find out that maybe, hey, all these things were in the same book. You get it. And so you have to train yourself to learn. Huh? And in spiritual things, you have to train yourself to receive. You have to train yourself to receive. Yes, I was taking time to explain to you that it is not magic. Magic is, hey, we didn't know that it has appeared. Right? So in magic, there is an attempt at illusion, right? But in spiritual things, there is no magic. It means that if you steady the road, you can always deliver. That's why I spoke about the logistics. If you steady the road, you can deliver. If you know the requirement and you give yourself to the requirement, you can always deliver. Amen. So if you learn the roadmap to receiving from God, you can always receive from God. Amen. And when I say grace and glory today specifically, I want to talk about receiving grace so that you can serve God. You can be a minister of God. You understand? We have been talking about receiving grace to solve your problems. You understand that? But when it comes to serving God, you also need to receive grace. Everything that you can do for God, every result, some of you maybe may assume that, okay, then it's just about having the information and speaking it. You get it? But that's why I made us read what Paul said. When Paul comes, as he's telling the Romans that he's going to come and he's going to impart to them some spiritual gift, when he comes, he will be preaching and he'll be living among them and he'll be doing natural things. He will not be transfigured before them. He'll be preaching, doing things, maybe touching them with his physical hands, right? But within all of this is the spiritual gift that is being given. And a minister's responsibility, and in this case, all of us, because all of us are in the ministry together. Amen. A minister's responsibility is to be able to give the spiritual gift. All the talk talk, all the talk talk is to be able to give the spiritual gift. Do you understand that? And if you are going to give that gift, then you should have received that gift. Do you understand that? In this case, when you are able to give that gift, that is called the glory. So if that impartation is given, then that is the manifestation of the fact that you have received grace. So Paul was telling them that the people, they in Christ, 
they are proof of his apostleship. It means that they show that he has received grace. Because if you have received grace, then the grace is to bring to pass a certain accomplishment of God in the lives of the people. If that accomplishment is possible, then the glory has now been made manifest. Do you understand that? If the glory is made manifest, then that is proof that you have received grace. That is proof that you have received grace. Do you understand that? That is proof that you have received grace. So everyone that seeks to serve God goes to impart some spiritual gift. Amen. Goes to impart some spiritual gift. And one of the things about spiritual gift is that it is not just imparted. So you may have grace to give. Do you see? It is like in warfare, when you are conquering territory, in order to get to another territory, maybe you go, you meet a river. So now you have to cross that river to go and conquer. You get it? So as part of the military work, there's something we call military engineering. So in the military, they are not just people that can shoot guns, right? There are also people that can do engineering who then come and construct that bridge, at least a bridge strong enough to allow the troops to cross over. You understand that? So as part of being equipped as one who is serving God, there is also then the ability to put in place the logistics for delivery. It is part of the grace that you receive. So the grace to serve God is not just in, Jonathan, it is also in building the bridge, building the connection, laying the pipes that will allow for the delivery. So for instance, throughout this period and even before, there are many things that I have stood before you to do and it is by way of putting in place the logistics. You understand? Everywhere that is shared, nothing is done randomly. Everything that is shared, it is shared to put something in place so that you can receive. You understand that? Everything. And it must be shared in such a way that you will be able to receive. Do you get it? It must be shared in such a way that you will believe in it. You will take it on board. And the grace to serve God comes with it, this thing, this ability to also lay the pipes that will allow for the spiritual gift to be imparted. If the pipes are laid, the people themselves can partake of that spiritual gift. Do you get it? If they are not able to partake, then the delivery of the minister is going to help them partake. So then, aside the pipes, the logistics that are put in place, the minister now is able to also release the grace. So for instance, before I can say be healed, and you will be healed, uh, for you to be healed, logistics must go forth. Bridges must be built. Otherwise, 
so much power can be released towards you and it will hit a wall. Please, you understand that? So much power can be released towards you and it will hit a wall. In the same way, when power is released, to the extent that logistics have been put in place in your own life, right? It is to that extent that you can receive the power. So the logistics can be small, so you receive it small. So it's like the power is coming, but you reduce it. Do you get it? It is like an object that can transmit, right? If your transmission ability is low, then what is coming, you keep some out and take some. Do you get it? If your ability to transmit is high, then what is coming, you'll be able to receive all. If you're able to receive all, then the effect that will be produced will be more perfect. Do you get it? So for instance, grace can enter you. It will make you begin to understand the word of God differently. It can just enter you. The problem is not that there is no such a grace. The problem normally is the logistics. Whether you have been prepared enough to receive that grace. And when it comes to being ministers of God, we have grace also to prepare the people. Hallelujah. That's why as a minister of God, you have to keep calm. Do you see? So, for instance, when I'm working with you, a lot of the times I'm trying to, this time in a good sense, manipulate you. Do you understand? In a good sense, is to manipulate you, to turn, turn you, to position you so that you can receive. Do you get it? At times you say something, you say another thing, you will explain. So you, the one that is being held, you then, it's your responsibility to follow closely. If you follow loosely, right, then a lot of the things that are meant to build the bridge and to lay the pipes, they will go over your head. They will go over your head. So those that can receive much. So for instance, as we are here, we receive differently, right? We receive differently. There are some that are able to receive much. There are some that are able to receive little. There are some that have not received before, right? And it's all because of the logistics that have been laid in place. When God comes and tells you that, turn away from sin, turn away. Because it's logistics. That is being laid. You can't keep it and lift your hand and you find God. When God says, do this, God says, walk this way. God says, receive this knowledge. Receive it and let it become part of your thinking quickly. Because it's logistics. Because God is going to come. If God is going to come, he prepares the way, isn't it? Now, that is the logistics. He prepares the way. And we, when we receive grace for ministry, God gives us the grace to prepare the way. So it should become, when you are ministering to people, when you are teaching people, you should be calm. The key thing about ministry is calmness. Is the assurance that God is with you. Because if I say receive and you don't receive, and I become G3, I have a problem. You understand that? Because I myself, I'm also responsible for laying down the logistics. So if I say receive and I say you have not received, my next thing is to lay the logistics. It's not a show. Do you understand that? It's not a show. That's how I come to deal with the desire for the honor of men is key to being able to minister effectively. 
Otherwise, everything you do, you'll be afraid what the people will say. You'll be like Saul. Because of the people, he had to sacrifice. So you can meander and turn what you are doing to serve God into something because of the people. But there's grace to also lay the logistics. Remember, this is not magic. It means that if the logistics are laid, the delivery will be made. It will always happen that way. One day the Lord told me, if you are going to lay hands, lay hands with everything that is inside you. I said, Lord, what if the person doesn't receive it? I'll look foolish. He said, yes. That's all. Yeah. So if I do that and you don't receive, then we come and do logistics work. This is. So you find that every teaching is to help you more. It's to help you more. It's to help you more. That's actually the cure. We teach you things, we help you. And if you take on what is being taught and you begin to apply it, then the logistics are put in place. Then delivery can be made. Delivery can be made. Do you see? So when you are preaching to somebody, you are delivering something beyond the words. Do you understand that? So that's the spirit, the spiritual gift. But your work also will be to lay the pipes. That's part of your responsibility. Sometimes you must prepare people to receive a big thing. You see how even those that do plays and they do comedy, do you know the best way to tell a joke? Some of you, when you tell jokes, by the time you finish telling the joke, it's not a joke anymore, right? And it's because your joke, it becomes anticlimactic. It's like by the time you share it, you understand you yourself. You get it. In order to tell a joke, you must build the people up to laugh. That's where the confidence of the joke teller comes in. So you must believe your joke is funny. You see, the joke teller does not just tell the joke and let the people laugh. No. The joke teller must lay the pipe so that he will make the people laugh at the joke. You see, at times you see, a joke can be told and you don't understand. So you will laugh, right? So the joke teller has to tell the joke so that you'll be able to pick the details of it that will make you laugh. So at times he'll pause. At times he'll speak. At times he'll explain. At times he'll start laughing. You understand? At times he'll make his face straight. Because if he makes his face straight, it will trigger the laughter. Because you can't believe that something like this has been spoken out of the mouth of somebody and the face is straight, right? Yeah, all of this is to help you laugh at the joke. But how would the joke teller be able to do all of this? Except he is confident in the fact that he has the ability to make you laugh. Do you see? When you receive grace for ministry, the grace calls you into the ministry. Did you hear that? The grace is what calls you into the ministry. You have no business doing anything that you have not received grace for. 
because you have not been called. Not that God doesn't like it when people do such things. So you will not be able to do it with God. Because remember, it's a spiritual gift you want to give. If it's just anything, anybody can see anything, right? But you want to give something beyond the literal activity. So the grace is what calls you into the ministry. It means that if you want to be of service to God, you have to labor to receive grace. And all the time you should be receiving grace. Anything that you can't do, right? That stares you in the face that you can't do. But if you could do it to help, right? It's a sign that God says, come, 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 come and receive grace. Do you see? Yeah. When you receive that grace, remember we've explained how the grace comes. When you receive that grace, what will happen is that you will now have an ability. That's how grace is an enabling power too. Grace is an enabler. Do you see? So when you receive the grace, you now have the ability to do what it is that you thought you could not do. Do you understand? Even something that you can do, you can grow in grace concerning it. So maybe you have the grace to teach, right? Do you see? So you can teach. And that grace can start from you being able to understand the scriptures, right? Especially when you are organizing yourself to teach. You get it? So the understanding comes. That is grace at work, right? So then you go and teach. But you can also grow in this grace. You can grow in the grace such that your teaching will no more be an ordinary teaching. The same words, the same words, the same sentences, but something will be doing the people that you are talking to. Like the Bible says concerning the apostles in Acts, that when they spoke, the people were cut in their heart. It takes a certain grace to be able to do that. So you can labor for that grace also. So it means that this grace to teach people, you have grown in it. Do you understand that? This grace to teach people, you have grown in it. Many years ago, in a vision, I saw myself teaching people. And as I saw myself teaching them, they were being delivered at the same time. Do you get it? And then, at the same time, they were falling under the anointing. There was not a separate time to do that. This was just the teaching. You get it. So now, it became something that I would go for. Do you get it? So you find that, at times, when I'm teaching you and it hits hard, you're already being delivered. Some of you don't need to finish and then we start praying, right? Something is already being taken from you. And if it were not that, it's a teaching time. So you have to keep yourself, right? Like you collapse under the anointing. You get it. And it's because there's a grace that works that way. So you can start to teach people and you think, oh, you can explain things. There's more than that. There's a grace to teach people by reading their mind. Not that you naturally can read minds. You can know what to say to them in such a way that it addresses their mind. See, you can put forth information. No matter your state of mind, you can take the information, right? And go and learn it. That's one way of teaching you. Or I can teach you by addressing your mind in the process of the teaching so that you begin to pick up 
answers to your questions, right? Clarifications. You begin to, even at times when the enemy rises up to battle you, right? Then the next thing that will be said will battle back at the enemy. Do you get it? That's also an anointing. So just the grace to teach, you can grow in it, grow in it, grow in it. So what happens is that if you are doing the work of God with a grace that you have received, right? And then you face a barrier. You come back to God to look for grace that beats that barrier. So you have received grace that beats that barrier. That's the limit of your ministry. That's the limit of your service. So when it gets to that point, you may have to call somebody whose grace beats that barrier to come and handle the situation for you. So you see that at times you are talking to someone, the person can't hear you, right? It's like what you are saying to the person is what the person must know, but the person can't hear you. But somebody of a higher grace, right, can speak to the person at times the same thing, and the person will hear them. Do you get it? It is because of differences in grace. Amen. So if you want to serve God, which all of us should want to, in any capacity, you need grace for it. Hallelujah. You need grace. You need to contact this ability, this influence from God. You need to contact it. When you contact it, it will change your life. Look, grace is real. It is how I consider my life so far. It's just an arrangement by grace. Like, too many weaknesses. You understand that? I mean, if you feel you have too many weaknesses. Yeah. So what I do is that once a weakness is before me, I go and look for grace. Then that weakness is replaced. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I need to touch something. What do you think? That grace is there. Remember, we established that that grace is based on God's love, right? It's based on God's love. So if you can't do something, it's grace you need. What else do you need? The one that can't do something for him or her to become someone who can't do something. Isn't it grace? You see, that's how come grace is an inward influence. You see, the things you can do, your mind there is not wired to do it. Grace can rewire your mind. Do you get it? And when you enter that grace, see, the thing about grace also is that you operate it from the spirit. So in order to operate in grace, you have to be in the spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you can receive grace and it will wire you differently. So that all that you need to do is to learn to switch, right? To engage yourself and to be in the spirit. You find that you are a different man. Or woman. Hallelujah. You see, look, to even be able to talk to you, right, and look at your face, it took grace. You understand that? It took grace. To talk to you and to not be derailed by your lack of belief in you. Do you get it? It took grace. I had to beat all those things one by one. Do you see? And then it didn't go because, <laughs> no. I had to look for God. 
And I looked at one day I could stand before you and look at you and rather dominate you with my look. Do you see? Yeah. Well, isn't that what the minister should have? I should be able to cast his fear on me. So my question to the Lord was, why is that you are the one casting his fear on me? And some of you, that's your problem. You went to minister, but they cast the spiritual fear on you. So you have to go. You need grace. A different wiring can take place. Do you see? A different wiring can take place. When that wiring takes place, nobody can cast any fear on you. And we have sat here ministered with people, especially those who come fresh, they look at you somewhere, right? And also look back, right? Do you see? Yeah, but it takes grace to do that. So the fact that you are shaking, if something like that happens, it's normal. Without grace, you shook. <laughs> Without grace, you shake. But with grace, you won't shake. What do you think? With grace, you can do anything. Hallelujah. So all that you have to do is to labor to find that grace. That's how come the Hebrew writer said we should labor to enter his rest. That's peace. Huh? We should labor to enter his rest. A man helped by God, right? I remember when I was younger, one of my problems was to stand before people and talk. Especially when they are being juicy. All your brothel can vanish. Juicy. Have you tried to speak English and you needed to come again? The sentence that you started, though, there's no way to conclude it without it being bad English. Right? So you have to now stop it and re-speak, right? I'm saying it took grace to stand here and not to even care. Do you understand? You see, me, I believe in what God can do through me. Do you get it? But you don't believe. Now, do you know what you lack? You lack grace. Because it even took grace for me to come and see that hey, I can believe now. Do you see? Yeah. It took grace. So even to believe, because that's necessary, to believe in the fact that God is going to use you to bless the people, you have to believe it. Do you see? To believe that God is going to use you to bless another and that God is with you. Do you see? Do you see? Like when we're praying here, when we're singing, we're praying, God said, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you, right? You see that thing? Grace. Without that, when I said I'll be G3, how will I know that as I'm talking, God is blessing me? How will I know? Even that you have to know. Or you don't think you need to. You need to know. How do I know I'm not making a fool out of myself, right? It's by grace that I know. Because I can tell that God is with you when you go. Right? Oh, God shall be with you. God shall be with you. But you won't believe it. Now you hear it too. But the belief that must come from your heart is beyond the physical senses. You must make contact with God. You must receive grace from God in order to be able to do that. Without grace, then you can believe that God is with you. So you see your life. You can see your life as, you see, the way puzzles work. 
right? Has a small, small pieces, right? That is fitted together. Every part of it is going to be taken and then replaced. It's going to be taken and then replaced. It's going to be taken and then replaced. What it will be replaced with is grace. So you are completely by the grace of God. God will not take everything at once. Yesterday, Pastor Brian came to lament. To me. And when he was lamenting, I was looking at his face. He was talking about his struggle. And that he sees himself doing wild things. He said, God told him that eh, he will literally put his hand into the body of a person and take the sickness out of it. Right? But how many of you have been told wild things by God? Yeah. When God told you, that wasn't the grace. See, I remember I mentioned to you that time you can hear from God and what you have heard is far from you. It means that he wants you to migrate. Do you get it? Yeah. You have to migrate. What God has said about you to come to pass by his in grace. Do you get it? If you don't migrate, it won't come to pass. Do you know the interesting thing? When God speaks to you externally, he is okay if he's a liar. But when he speaks to you internally, he's not a liar. You understand that? When you hear God externally, God can be a liar. And it doesn't matter to God. Because the problem is never God. You understand that? So those who hear God externally actually feel God is a liar. And that what God says, what should that to come to pass? It's because you hear God externally. So some of the things God has said about you, if you don't take care, by the time you are dying, if a young person also comes and says that, this is what God has said about me. You say that, look. Even me when I was young, see me now. I'm dying. Right? So now you are saying God is a liar. Or you say the person didn't hear anything. Your problem is that you heard it externally. The internal one, grace, right? God is never a liar there. God is never alive. If you can hear God from within, no way. We learned it as the rain coming down in the snow. No way. So what God has said about you, you see, for example, what I'm doing, God said it to me. Do you get it? God said it to me. God said it to me. And he's constantly saying things. There are things he has said that has not come to pass. Do you see? If I sit there, and I don't look for grace. Do you see? If I sit there and I don't look for grace, it will never come to pass. But if I look for the grace and I find it, try. Do you see? And I always try to set the pace for you, right? I'm your pastor, right? You can never, in one thought in your head, think. That pastor has stagnated. You see, I'm always coming and I'm always giving. Why? Because I'm always looking for grace. Oh. Like me, I can be there straight, right? As somebody was thinking, why have I made myself so I said, I'm trying to find something. <laughs> you see, so you are there, you are trying to find something. You feel that when we talk, that thing that you are trying to find. It will go, right? So I'm always trying to find something. Like when we finish today, I'm going to still find something. 
Do you see? So at the I'm finding Kano, I don't finish finding men. I can't minister to you. I, but I have to go and find. You do what I do. I said, if you don't find grace, if you don't find grace, the thing that you think God is saying to you, it will be as though it's like, when Pastor Bible was lamenting, I saw in a vision, right, a farm. And God said that a farm is not cultivated in one day. And that a tree does not grow to become a tree in one day. Do you see? So as Pastor Brian finished, I said that a farm does not become a farm in one day. And a tree does not become a tree in one day. Then he kept on talking. Then I also kept quiet. Then when he finished, I said, okay, so bye-bye. <laughs> no, but what else? What God said is what I've said. You understand that? And I learned this lesson because this is a thing that you learn when you receive grace. That you don't go beyond God. You see. And I can be pretty and I branch and I'm feeling very anxious. I have to change. Because there God is not there. Do you get it? So you quickly get back in line. And then now you are calmer. Do you get it? Yeah. So that's a message to some of you too. The farm is not cultivated in a day. We break the ground, right? We said, now, teaching Salia what it means to plow the land. I said, hey, class one. <laughs> plow. So part of the work in the farmland is to plow the land. Then we plant. When we plant the seed, it comes out. And yesterday when we were praying, I saw that seed was germinating. It was sprouting, right? So some of you, that's where you are. So it's sprouting. It has to sprout, right? Then the thing will grow. Then the flowers will come, right? Then the fruit will start showing. And they say, well, when you plant a tree, that's why people don't plant trees. You can plant a lot of trees and make money out of it, right? Like tick and those, but you won't. You only need to take three years, five years, some of them many years. Is it? Ten years. But which one can take three or five? Coconut, okay. So you are hungry now, right? You want to plant, they say plant that in that already 10 years. But when the 10 years come, right? Everybody's been something I started seeking many years ago. I'm now beginning to see it. I'm not even beginning to understand it. You see. Now you too. When you look at it, I say you want it, right? Then I tell you, this is where you pass. They will say, it's too long. But those who say it's too long, you know, there's always a lesson for you. You see, when those who decide to actually go to the science are collecting the fruit after the five years, you'll be there. You'll be alive. But you won't have anything to collect. You see. So if you think it's too long, when you seek, 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 you seek ah, before you begin to find and you begin to find, it's ah, what is this? Do you get it? Time is still going. Life is still happening. This 10 years that you think is already to come. It will either meet you having the thing or not having it, but it is coming. So it will meet you with a plantation or without a plantation. Do you get it? Yeah. So a tree, 
does not become a tree in a day. If your influence is up to one person, do you see? Yeah, so your influence can increase. But you have to seek the grace. And seeking the grace, you don't go on your knees today and then maybe you find it. At times, it may happen and it's because maybe God has been preparing already. But anybody that seeks for grace must be willing to seek that grace forever. So one of the topics that I was going to teach you about was patience. Those that seek grace. You know what the Bible says? That they who through patient continuance in well-doing. Eh? Patient continuance. The word patience itself is something. Long-suffering, right? And they say patient continuance in well-doing. Seek for glory and honor and immortality. They shall be rewarded with what? Eternal life. Hallelujah. What do you think? So you must be prepared to go all out. Amen. So Pastor Brian, it will happen. But we don't stop crying now. We don't stop being disappointed now, right? Oh, God, God, God. That's how we do our better when you've been crying for 10 years. You think you're crying for one week. Do you see? <laughs> but then you've cried for one year. Then you've cried for two years. Then you catch some small thing. Then it's good, right? Always you'll be catching small, small. So the thing hits the level it must hit, right? So you've got to be throwing you a bone small, small. To make do right. Even when it comes to God ushering you into ministry. Like for instance, we, what we are doing here. See what we are doing. This is what is called breaking ground. This is what is called breaking ground. Do you see? This is not explosion. This is breaking ground. So God says he's preparing us. He's preparing you. He's preparing me. That's why at times say, "Yeah, yeah, then cry and confronting a cat." But we don't stop. We still do, and it's building right. But the time will come. Do you get it? That time there will be that grace. You see. Yeah. But when did you start looking for the grace, right? You started looking for grace three days ago. Today is your fourth day. <laughs> yes. You get something. But you have to keep on from there. You have to keep looking. You have to keep searching. You have to comb everywhere. Looking for the grace. You have to engage, 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 engage. Be led by God. Obey. Take steps. Hallelujah. You see, to be wise is grace. So if you think to be wise is to have information, no. to be wise is grace. To be wise is grace. To know what to say is grace. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. It was given to you. It's not that you were born with it. You received it. The Lord God has given you the tongue of the learned. 
that I may know how to speak a word in season unto him that is weary. Paul said, let your words be what seasoned with salt, that it may minister grace to the hearer. You have words, right, but you don't have salt. But you have to take the salt. You have to tap into the salt. Hallelujah. You have to tap into the salt. Do they want to go to God for grace, for ministry, to serve him? Do you see? And see what you can find today. Go all out. And see what we'll find today. Remember the peace. Remember what to come after the peace. Remember some assurance. Now you inquire, what does this mean? If God says what it means, you stay on it. You stay on it. There'll be a shift. Look, me, a shiftings that brought me here. You know, shifting cultivation. <laughs> shifting, 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 shifting. I'm telling you, shifting. You know how I speak to you now? You see, now I speak more slowly. I used to speak very fast. I used to speak very fast. So you speak very fast. It took grace to speak slowly. Yes. Something entered me. The Lord told me that you speak fast because you think if you leave space, Spirit won't go. Yeah, there's a spirit won't go. So everything is spirit. He said, no. The spirit, even before you speak, is going. You understand that? So you must not fill every space with a statement. Do you get it? But when your grace is of a certain level, you feel the urgency to do that. So do it. Because if you too, you speak slowly, you sleep. Do you get it? So at your level, you speak like you are speaking in tongues, right? It's okay. It's okay. Do you get it? But I'm telling you that the Lord showed me something. Now, when I was speaking fast, you are still being blessed, right? Yes, but the Lord showed me something. It happened inside here. That made me speak slowly. Hallelujah. Please, I want you to understand, this doesn't mean that I will never speak fast. There are times you can switch into some declaration. You speak fast. You get it. That's there. But I'm talking about this agency to, that's why you bombard with a lot of information, maybe thousand information per second kind of speaking fast. You get it. So you are seeing a lot. All right. So grace calls us. Amen. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. That's all. So how did God call Paul? Because we don't understand it. So by the grace of God that he was called. I'm saying that by what was he called? The grace. So it was the contact with grace that occasioned his calling. Do you get it? Do you get the point? All right. Romans chapter 1 verse 5. By whom we have received grace and apostleship. For obedience to the faith among all nations. You mean that what we have received, it will make us go and speak to people and they will obey. Do you understand that? Yeah. By whom we have received grace. An apostleship. 
So your calling to be by grace. Sometimes you feel like you want to do something for God, right? Yeah, but you are weak. You are weak because you have not received grace. You need to go to the mountains and look for grace. Hallelujah. In the place of grace, the word is transfigured before you. Now, Jesus' transfiguration is the transfiguration of the word. The word, which was literal on the outside, seems to have now become lightened up from within. So you need to go to the mountaintop and see some transfigured word. Then you have grace. Romans 12, 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Right? So the gifts differ according to the grace. So what grace have you received? Amen. Now it is grace that enables us. That's the second one. I've already explained that. It is grace that enables us to work. So grace is the one that calls you to work. And it is the same grace that enables you to work. So grace is an enabler, right? First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. According to the grace of God, which is given to me. So he laid the foundation according to the grace of God. It is by that same grace that he calls himself a wise master builder. No man is a wise master builder on their own. Do you get it? You can't use your charm to build the Lord's church. You can't just be a nice person, a sweet person, and use it to build the Lord's church. It is not your sweetness that will build them up. It is the grace of God that is upon you. Hallelujah. According to the grace that is upon you, right? 1 Corinthians 15.10 But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But by what? By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me, say, Lord, bestow upon me your grace. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly. So this laboring more abundantly, it is because of the grace. I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was what? With me. So the one that seeks to serve God must walk with this grace.
You know, even to be able to sing to you when I preach, I needed grace. Some of you, you see how you're about to sing, then the way it comes out, say, hey! you keep quiet, right? Yeah, that's how song used to come out of my mouth. Hmm. Off key, right? Off key. Off key. You see, I think it sounds well in your head, but when it comes out. And I've been looking for grace for many years. Do you see? And I was always trying to implement the grace. That's, how, that's your problem. You care too much about what people think. We have been singing since. I remember when I was prayer secretary and I raised the song and Pastor Wendy was sitting there in Gamsu and she started smiling. You, know, you raised the song you see. And the song is a kicking song. Then, yeah, so people's face should be like, then she's smiling. Realize that no. The key, right? But we kept on singing. But we're looking for grace, right? We're looking for grace. And I think that I sing better, right? But even that one, I need to be under the anointing. Because when it's not the same, the thing wants to come back. You get it. But I will persist in it until it becomes a bit more natural. So now you can see that there's some anointing on my singing. It's grace. You think it's funny, but that's the thing. Anything I can't do if I think it's necessary. You know, this I, I knew it was necessary. Because I am not... See, the way my ministry is singing is part of it. You know, when I knew it, when I was in JHS, that's when I knew that I should be able to sing. That's why when I went to SHS, I went to join an a cappella group. And it was not good. But I was still inside. <laughs> it was university I didn't join for. <laughs> but I knew, I knew it in JHS. Actually, it was a man of God that I saw. And he was preaching and he would stop and sing. I said, no, this is it. You get it. That's what I say. You need grace because if you can't sing and you see that this is what you should be doing. Because when I'm preaching, I have to be able to stop and sing. Because I see it as part of the logistics. Do you get it? Uh -huh. But if I have to call Pastor Enoch, you understand, then it's a long time. Do you see? Because at times, even I'm on a certain plane, you get it. And I want to start the song from that plane, you see, so that he can join in. But if I can't start, do you see? So to even be able to sing. I mean, I don't need a sweet voice. You, your vocal cords were given to you from birth. Since our voice is like, the sound of living waters. It's enough. It's only those, I used to like those worship leaders that their voice was not nice. Coarse voice. I had those I knew that that's how, if I can say, that's how my own will become. Hallelujah. And I need a surgery. But, you know, even with hymns, right? With hymns. You know why I sing a lot of hymns? It was because I saw it when I was in second year on campus. I saw myself with the scriptures here and with the hymns here. And I was aligning the hymns to the scriptures. 
doesn't come out, I can be read into the news. You see, when I saw this, I really was very blessed by it. But I didn't see it kicking for a long time. Because I went through a phase where I even thought that the hymns were MHB, right? They were canal. Because of the doctrine that I believed. But as I came through and I arrived at where I am, I realized that no, what I saw. What I saw. Do you see? Everything is grace. To me, it's encouraging. That's like I mean, when you want to tell me, oh, you are made special, you are made special. Me, those say, I fight it with all my heart. Do you see? Like even when it comes to children, children were made this or you're better than they have been trained naturally. I remember when I was in Accra, I took time to fight this. Mamelen, we were fighting. I was fighting harder. Every child is fine. Every child is good. Every child is a shark. Every child. The rest is development. The uniqueness of the vessel is there. But a bit more unbeing and chain you understand that. Yeah. So in Ghana, even simple retentive memory, we make it into a gift. Simple retentive memory is a gift. Meanwhile, it's not. Since when did retentive memory become a gift? Don't you have retentive memory already? When you go to the day, do you forget your day? You don't forget. When you meet someone, you forget you met the person. So either when you learn, you can't retain it and you say you are not giving that gift. You just don't know how to. Do you see? Yeah. So I don't believe in special, special things. Everything is grace. Everything is grace. But when I started trying to be an osophil and you saw me, I worked with people that when you saw you say they are man of God, man of God, man of God, and you say, Oh, okay. Then you say, man of God, man of God. No. <laughs> no, nothing showed on me. You understand? Everything was acquired. Everything, everything was acquired. That's why I say, your life is like that. So you pick one of the jigsaw, then God replaces it. God will not remove the whole thing at a go. Because in spiritual things, if everything is removed from you, including your weakness, at a go, without a replacement, you cease to exist. So even though your weaknesses are bad, that's what is keeping you now as a human being. The reason why, even though evils are bad, it is evils that are sustaining you now. So if God is going to remove the evil, he must remove it and put good there. If he removes another evil, he must remove it and put good there. If he doesn't put good there, that part of you is gone. You get the point? Yeah. So in the same way, when grace comes, it takes what you were in the flesh and then puts grace in its place. Then you move on. Then you take another one, you put another one in place. So it's a gradual until all your life is replaced by grace. You understand that? Yeah. Everything. I want you to believe this. It doesn't matter where you are starting. You can go all out looking for grace. You understand? Me, yeah, I started from the back when it comes to wisdom. And I got to the front. You understand? 
Yeah. Everything. It takes place. So if you can then specialize in receiving and doing what it takes to receive, you are gone. If you can't specialize in receiving, doing what it takes to receive from God, any limitation now is a matter of time. If you keep searching and pushing to receive grace, that limitation will break. It will break. Like you see, if I go the path that I'm going, by close of the year, you will not believe me. You see, you will not believe me. But if I see some things on my timetable, actually, one day the Lord appeared to me and it was a dream. In the dream, I was told that I needed to repeat a class. And I was very disappointed. Right? Then I said, okay. I'm going to repeat the class. Because I was also happy that God could just come and speak to me. That if I then God can just speak to you, it's nice. So even though I'm repeating the class, yeah, I was like, hey, God told me. For example, need to repeat a class. They don't even know. <laughs> Some people are out of school. They are dropped out. So if God can just come and look for me and tell me that uh, I have to repeat a class, I was grateful and I was excited. It made me feel special. See, some of you, when some person rebukes you, it's nice. When some lowly person rebukes you, it's like, when some, it's, 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 it's like the person has taken interest in you. You get, and to me, it was powerful. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, me, Charlie, if I have to repeat a class, why not we repeat, right? Okay. So as I accepted, why not we repeat? I'm going to repeat the class. I didn't think I told somebody. Pastors meeting, uh -huh. So I even talked about it, I'm repeating a class, right? Or you are shy to say that you're repeating a class, Charlie? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's just about receiving. If, I, hey, if we're afraid, God is even saying I have to repeat a class. Imagine if I do this class. Why yeah? And it was like you have to repeat. So it was like Akito, what's he repeat? This is a repeat, a repeat the city. So it's like I have to repeat city because my thesis was not ready. In the way I needed to do the thesis, it was not yet time. It was not yet time for the thesis to be presented. It was left for like three months and I had not started the thesis. So you see that you can't graduate. You get a hand. So that was the message. So then I have to repeat the year. So if my thesis is not done, say, what if the thesis now is done? Right? So it's sad that we have to repeat that, Charlie. I mean, who goes through life without repeating? Amen. So now I'm trying to show you something. So as I accepted I repeat, I even started telling people that I'm going to repeat to the class. I dreamt again. And in the dream, I was saying that this class, the way it is, I'm leaving. So I'm leaving this year group, right? And I'm going to repeat the class. So in the dream that I had, the second dream, me, I said I'm repeating. In the first dream, I was told. In the second, me, I said, I'm repeating this class. They said, let's cancel it. I'm starting this year afresh. Do you get it? I said, wow, progress. I don't think it's progress. But I'm saying it is grace. It's grace. Because if I can say I'm repeating the class, it means that I'm repeating it now. Like, I started. So you go come and say, look, start from class one. You start. 
Hallelujah. Because hey, because you know that hey, then if you go with God, you get to class six. What will happen? What will happen when you get to JHS? What will happen? So if you even allow yourself for God because you can then tell you. What do you think? So if God told you, you will say that I and you are in school, say, hey, am I going to repeat this year? I'm going to train. I'm going to train. Do you see? No, God say repeat spiritually. But you that's how you think. <laughs> or if you are working, God you say, I there's going to be stagnation in my life. So we are looking for things. Busy. Always you are looking for things. And that is grace. Some grace, you have to know that you get it next year. Because logistics. So you're set, you're set. God will be laid the logistics until you get to that point. So you start now. You get it. You should be relentless in your pursuit. You should be relentless. 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 Let me tell you, one day, the Lord led me to someone, and I was learning from the person. That is on the net, social media. I was really following the person, but the person was some way because I did not agree with the person fundamentally in doctrine, right? So, I'm still receiving, but you see that kind of careful receiving, right? It's like, hey. I knew that the person was right, but what I believed is like, that's what the person was implementing. But I was also like, ah, if you don't believe fundamentally my doctrine, how are you able to go on to also see this, right? So I was like, ah. So I was still following, but not fully, right? Then God came into my dream. In the dream, he came represented by a man who has a different doctrine, right? But I also feel about him that he has a very good heart. Do you get it? He has a different doctrine from what you believe, and I disagree with him on the foundational doctrine. Do you get it? But I also feel inside me that he has a good heart, like he's a good person. Yeah, so I have that kind of connection with him. Yeah. So in the dream, he came. So I was walking, he came and walked by me. See, man of God, I've missed you. He also said, he has missed me. He said, eh, we are not able to talk, cry. Then I said, ah, it's because we disagree fundamentally. Like we have a different, what was it? A different logic. A different logic fundamentally. So it's like, as I said, he also said it. So I said, we have a different logic fundamental. He also said, we have a different logic fundamental. Right? Then he said, but I have two things to teach you. You see? Then he mentioned number one, this. Number two, this. Then he was the one that did the plane. I told you about a plane made with paper that you threw. So he did it, he threw it, and went up, 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 up. So I was looking at my own, and I realized I couldn't throw my own. Do you get it? If I throw it, it won't go the way I want it to go. So he said, even though 
you disagree with him foundationally. These two things, more like these two things that he has got it right. Remember, it's not the person, so don't look at the person. It's what the person because I said the person represents somebody that, like, I really believe in my heart a certain way about you get it. And the Lord used that to show me that there are people that have the doctrine wrong, but fundamentally they believe in righteousness and living for God and turning away from evil. You get it. Even though still they batter it with the the, the batao, right? The Protestant doctrine. You get it. Uh-huh. So my question about how can they still get some things right? Even though foundationally their doctrine was wrong. The Lord was pointing me to the kind of heart. But that's what stood out to me in the dream. So when I finished, now I came all out. Because this person I was, was a different person, not any of these. This is a different person I have not mentioned. Right? I came all out to follow this guy. It was a lot of And the two things. Imagine the two things. Do you get it? Now, why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing it with you because when you search, when you go all out to look for grace and you are not finding it in the way you should find it, God will come and help you. God will come and hold your hand. God, but if you don't go, it's as if God doesn't want to give you grace. See, this is what I'm sharing with you. You want God to also come and tell you some, right? But I'm saying that you have to be searching, be combing to, be looking, be pursuing before some of these occurrences will begin to happen. You understand that? Before these occurrences will begin to happen. Like me, I can be there and the Lord will be telling me about you. Like one of you. Right? You know how long I searched for that? Because my question was, how can I be leading people that I don't know what the Lord is saying about them? Right? Search, search, search. Searched. Like Albert, I was there and then somebody told me. I turned like this and somebody told me that Albert has not been eating. So that day, I test Albert, have you been eating? Have you been eating? Have you been eating? He said, Oh, I've been eating. Because I was testing whether he's eating in the natural or eating in the spirit. So as he confirmed that the natural he has been eating, I knew that hey, I have to make sure Albert eats in the spirit. Was it spiritual eating? I was there where I was told. I wasn't thinking about it. See, when I say I, I was told, it sounds dramatic. I'm saying that if you pursue grace, eh, you also be there, you'll be told. They also say, say you're told. They say, hey, you're told. <laughs> you're told. One of the funniest periods in the Big Bang okay, was when Sheldon was saying what he could do for some people. And he said that if you do this for me, I'll come to you and tell you what is wrong with you. So like, I'll come into your life. So I'll come and tell you. So he's like, he'll come and tell you what is wrong with you. Like, well, like, he has what it takes to know what is wrong with you. So he'll come and tell you. You get it. And you know, that's one of the things I used to pray for. That to be able to decipher beyond the presentation of the people you are shepherding, what is really wrong with them. So you will speak to the roots you understand that? And you will see it. When I deal with you on a personal level, you will see it. 
My answers don't normally answer your question. And we take it to... Hmm. Why? Because it's grace. You see how you can be misled by somebody's story, as they tell you. As you are shepherding the person, the person can lead you and you start giving the person solutions and it's not the solution right. It's just natural dealing. You can receive grace. You see, the grace, when grace is working, grace is not what out. You see, do you know what, what the Bible said about grace? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man took living, you see, and put it in three measures of something. And then the living entered the thing and became a part of it. That's how grace, grace is like a living. Now, just like a positive living. It's not inside you like some cup of water. It influences you and makes you. Do you understand that? And it gives you powers that you do. It's not like, ah, it's a ring. Let me wear it now and then the power will come. It's as if it's a part of you and you are capable of things. That's all. You know things. And you cross-check. When you start operating, there's one thing that you learn to do is to cross-check. We are like cross-check. It doesn't kill anybody. So you don't want to cross-check because it makes you feel less powerful, right? But you are not powerful anyway. It's grace. What do you have that you didn't receive? It's God, right? So me, I'll cross-check and see. Because if I can confirm it, then okay, then there's God working. But the next time, I make that mental note. Next time, I know that it's God working. You see? So that's how grace works. It turns you into another man. It fuses itself into you and gives you capabilities that you did not have. When grace enters you, you that you felt very weak and broken, you'll be very strong. You'll be very strong. You'll be very strong. And you know that if I meet you and you are not strong, right? You are very weak. And I'm in the spirit, right? And I have that spiritual strength that you need. I can give it to you. I can give it to you. That's one thing that we do when we lay hands. I mentioned that. That's one thing we do when we lay hands. If I give it to you and you don't sustain it, it may dissipate. Do you get it? But if you receive it well, it will not dissipate. It will become what you begin to fly with. And then it continues and it now you become the thing yourself. So even a mental state. That's like somebody can speak to you, you feel emboldened. It wasn't words. It was a spirit. The person was no bullshitting you. There's something. Some of you, you'll be so much under attack. And then somebody will, will speak to you. And then the enemy will go. The attack will leave you. It's like David, right? When he came to play the harp, and the evil spirit left Saul. That's what you can do for people. So grace can be imparted. It can be imparted. It can be given. Spiritual sphere can be imparted. Hallelujah. And that's what Paul was trying to tell them. He wants to come so that he may give unto them some spiritual gifts. And that's what the Lord is also telling you. He wants to give you some spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. To the end that you may be established. Do you want that gift? Adam, 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 Meya, Adam, Emuna, Oh, Emuna, 
so that you can have a certain grace. You can labor to increase in it. God will be adding more grace, be wiring you more and more. Adomo, 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 Adomo,